What is up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Mission Spin Out. It's been a little bit, but we are here for your Silverstone Grand Prix preview. Grand Prix preview. I like the alliteration on that. Grand Grand preview? Grand preview. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Definitely going to keep that. I'll be here here all week. You will be. Uh, We will be here, too, talking about the new upgrades coming to Silverstone. There are quite a few. I've got actually kind of a list in front of me to keep track. And, uh, of course, the... uh, racial issues going on in F1, as we do with every Missions Finale podcast. So there's that, too. But... Upgrades River, you mean Ferrari, right? Well, Ferrari's having some trouble right now, it would seem, as I did just inform the group chat. Apparently, from what I understand, Carlos Sainz's fuel pump could be broken, and they're giving him a new chassis. Because Comical, man. Problem. They haven't even started yes, the, the weekend practice. Are you kidding me? Apparently, How do you break the car? We haven't even left the garage, man. Honestly. Apparently, there are some problems coming into the uh, garage that they are now currently addressing as we speak. So, I don't want to cut this short, but I do think it, we would be amiss if we didn't start with Nelson Piquet and Lewis Hamilton. Of Wait, course. Say, when was our last should. podcast? When did we last do this? I don't think we did a recap of the last race. I think we previewed the last race. We previewed Canada. We didn't do a recap of Canada. I was just kind of hoping you guys would forget this podcast existed. Never have to talk about Ferrari again. Well, it's a good thing we are talking about Ferrari again. Sam, I'm only going to talk shit about Ferrari if you talk shit about McLaren early in the season, so you're fine. Well, McLaren does suck, okay? So let's just be around the bush here. I never never implied they didn't. (laughs) Okay, good. All right, let's talk about the big news story of the week. Well, first it was Jerry Vips on stream, and now it's Nelson Piquet. Gen Z clown. um, Red Bull PR having a great week so far, for sure. (laughs) Um, Before we get into everybody else and the whole, like, oh, did you guys know racism is actually bad speech? (laughs) It was really pathetic by Red Bull PR to just try and include – Piquet's comments in their VIP statement, like broadly. Yeah, they did indeed like, do to that. To have someone that notable, both in the history of the sport and in the current structure of your team, and just kind of be like, we condemn racism in all forms. Like, yeah, you got you got to address yeah. that. I know, also, trying to secondhand address it. That's pretty pathetic. Well, I'd yeah. also like to point out, and I'm not defending Red Bull because that was obviously definitely not great, trying to kind of double stack it as I described it. <laughs> in the group chat but everyone who did make a statement about lewis also didn't mention nelson's name and i think that's kind of pathetic too so, yeah uh and that goes for everybody Aston martin williams all the drivers okay. you know they said we stand with lewis hamilton we condemn racism and everyone's kind of too afraid to directly call out the person that yeah. did it which is yeah. very unfortunate i think well. it's just, i think it's a little bit of like the i mean it's just like is it like a school shooter situation where you're not supposed to like give them any notoriety? Christ, no. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's that everybody's. It's really easy to say you condemn racism. It's really hard to say somebody did something racist, and mm-hmm. so everybody's like trying to stand with Lewis while also like, well, I don't want to like jump on Piquet, and it's like, no, like he deserves to get jumped on for sure. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. I'll play the game of like, well, it's not my place, and like he's a legend of the sport, and I'm trying to be respectful. He doesn't deserve that respect. He didn't give it to nah. Lou. That's why we're nah. here. Guys, no, total not. twat, honestly. And he has a long history of, of doing that as well. So I'm not sure why you would want a guy like that to be your elder statesman in the sport when his past clearly just showcases that uh, I don't know why we have to kind of 
tiptoe around Nelson Piquet when this is not the first time he's said something really fucking stupid, for lack of a better way. Not even the second time. No, not even the second time. So This is not a like a guy who made a mistake. This is a guy with a serial history of being egregiously offensive. An asshole. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so it, asshole like like Max Verstappen's an asshole. Like Fernando <laughs> is a little bit of an asshole. Like this isn't being an asshole. This is being, a bad person, a genuinely this, bad. Person. This is being bigoted consistently and throughout the fact that people have called you out on it. Yeah, and it deserves to get your feet held to the fire, even if it makes like like again going back to the statements. It feels like everyone's trying to call out racism without making Nelson Piquet uncomfortable. And uh, until. This is a society. This is a society-wide comment as a whole, I guess. But until we're willing to make the people who make these comments uncomfortable, or even the um, I forget the Mercedes the Mercedes driver that I sent you guys the tweet of yesterday that was like, guys, I know Jerry did a bad thing, but like I think he deserves a second chance. Until we are willing to look ourselves in the eye and be willing to make people who make comments like this uncomfortable, like we're not going to make the progress we think we're making by just saying racism is bad. Like until we are willing to put the idea of what they said over the comfort and like embarrassment of Nelson Piquet and Jerry Vips, we're not going to make any progress because people will release blank PR statements. And then after a while, we'll all think about giving Jerry Vips a second chance. And then we're stuck in the same spot because he never really got punished for what he should have been punished for. I couldn't have said any better myself. Yeah, that's understandable, about, and that, that makes about, sense, especially because people are It's not even about punishing them just to punish them. It's about making sure they don't just feel like they're the victims. Yeah. And it's also just about making sure that, like, I don't want to say set an example, but, like, there's just way too much of this that happens in Formula One. I mean, Lewis talks about it all the time, and it's like, when is anything going to change? When are our attitudes in the sport going to change? Um, Which Lewis talked about himself uh, yeah. earlier this week. He did an entire like he did an entire study about like the effects of racism on motorsport. Yeah, he did. He had a whole project on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so. Yeah, it's just pathetic that it's still a thing. And I don't want Nelson Piquet anywhere near F one. I don't want him mentioned. I don't want him brought up on statistics on the TV. Like. No, he's he's done. He's dead to me, honestly. Well, he's not a very good guy and never was, to be honest. No. And as no. far as uh, Brazilian drivers go, he's been playing second fiddle for pretty much his whole life. <laughs> Deservedly so. so. Deservedly so. so. But also, can I just say, too, like, Max Verstappen, like, man up, honestly. Like, that's just... This is true, and I, I did mention this in the group chat as well. He had what I thought was a really good statement earlier today when they asked about this the first time. And I guess they asked him about this again at some point, and he had to say this really egregiously stupid take of him going, oh, well, I know him, and he's not racist. And <laughs> using the same defense that Nelson Paquette kind of used yeah. himself in his, his own like statement. Trump, which, Trumpism. Which is yeah. not the right way to go, because everyone knows that it, it had racist connotations behind it. And, and to, to try and pretend that it didn't, I think, is is – not only stupid, but you know, definitely uh, going into that same mentality that he was yeah. using as well. Yeah. So, get after Piquet and his sympathizers a little bit too. It's really pretty gross that like 
so as we all know, like not everyone who follows Formula One speaks Portuguese. And right. so we were getting this from a translation. And the first rumor that cycled around is that he said the N-word. Yeah. And Piquet, like, and so everyone's like freaking out about that. And Piquet's like, no, that's not what I said. So so it's not racist. And it's like, no, you you essentially like River said earlier, you essentially said Verstappen Russell and the black guy, which yeah. like <laughs> still bad. Who, by the <laughs> way, the black guy is a seven-time world champion. Yeah, so, exactly. But like a little bit of jealousy trying, there. But like the fact that Piquet is trying to hide behind the fact that it wasn't the N-word, so that makes it okay. Like he found like one like little nitpick in the first news cycle that went around and was like, yeah. see, I'm being victimized. And it's like, <sighs> like you still, there's no tangible difference there. Like we're still being racist. Yeah. yeah. Like, you may you have used a word that doesn't always, that isn't always racist necessarily, but I mean, the context that you can see it in very clearly, it has that intention. And I think he knew exactly what he was doing. When, when he was using that phrase and when he was saying the driver's names and, and reducing Lewis down to his skin color. So just trying to say, oh, this word's not always used like this, and yada, yada. Well, you used it in a racial connotation. And it doesn't have to always be a quote unquote racist word for someone to be able to do that. There are plenty of words like that in the English language that could do the same thing that you know maybe not not necessarily might be this or that but then there's a clear way to use it in a racist connotation and and he clearly did and to, yeah, to try yeah, and pretend right. and hide behind no that reason to ever and if you yeah, like his race if you legitimate sorry sam go no no i was just gonna say like why are you bringing up his race it's just completely yeah, irrelevant to that conversation well, for sure 100 so. also if you legitimately cared about lewis hamilton and legitimately were trying to make a point as like a like polite third-party observer of the sport and this ties back to the one I made in the chat. When you say that, and Lewis comes back and is like, "Hey, that was racist," and your like your immediate def- instinct is to defend yourself. No, that's not the point. Like this isn't what. Never mind. Like it, we're all just saying the same stuff in a circle. Yeah. But, I mean, like, what else can we say? I mean, it's no, just, it's it's gross. And no. this is. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but some comments he's made about Ayrton Senna specifically in the past. Um. Nelson Piquet just like shouldn't be involved in the sport anymore. Nope. And he really shouldn't have been for forever. I know I sent you guys the video of um, him. I guess it was in the nineties on the talk show. Someone asked, this is like in the, the five or 10 years after Ayrton Senna's death, someone on a talk show, he's like, I was on the talk show and was like, yeah, they asked Nigel Mansell. Yeah. Ayrton Senna, and he's like, well, I'm alive. <laughs> like that's a great, like he should have been kicked out of the sport for that. Oh my God. Yeah. And, he's going, he's going to hell. He's a dinosaur, man. He's just, he's an old bigoted dinosaur and the sport will be better off without his presence. 100%. Um, and I know I said that phrase a lot, but I mean, it, it's true. It's, it's, you don't need, like, trying to formulate it as I, I used the term elder statesman before. And then there, there are types of people like that who you want, who uh, have been in F1 in the past, who, you know, still demonstrate a love for sport and contribute to it and nelson piquet is not one of those people and so <laughs> i just not. don't feel like that's someone that despite the history that he has in the sport it is someone that you should be propping up and and um and and showcasing yep. of course not that they were to begin with but at the same time i think I, i'm told he's been banned from the paddock through a certain 
sources. Uh, ESPN, I think, tweeted about that. That. Feels, that feels weak, but I don't know what else F1 it itself. It is weak. Is he, I don't think he goes to races anyway. But yeah. um, So that's rather light punishment. Won't be able to consider. see his son-in-law in action. There you go. But um, yeah, so it, very unfortunate. And it is nice to see some drivers and, and teams speaking up about it. Although, like I said, I, I would have liked them to have been more direct in mm-hmm. some cases as well. And uh, shame on Max Verstappen for, for saying what I thought was a very well-said statement earlier today and then seemingly going completely back on it in, in another instance and saying oh. very stupid things that try to make light of the situation where it doesn't deserve it. Can I also say on... Um... Somewhat unrelated, but also related, I guess. Another bigoted, old boomer F1 clown. Oh, Bernie? Yes, who is no longer associated with F1, but is still like... I mean, he was literally like the godfather of F1 for decades. I mean, he was the dictator of F1. And so obviously whatever this guy is going to say is it's going to get attention and he knows how to play off the media and um, he definitely knows how to create controversy. And yeah, him saying that Putin's a great guy and he'd take a bullet for Putin and blah, blah, blah. I mean, just, just shut up. Like, what are you doing? God, <laughs> it's not been a great series of weeks for Bernie. Uh, I just can't believe, I believe Bernie yeah, in May was like... he was caught uh, trying to, smuggle a firearm onto a plane at Switzerland yeah. to Brazil. That's not great either. And that's like, all as far as like Bernie Ecclestone oh. controversies go, that that's a pretty, uh, pretty light one. I'd say it is, but <laughs> it should be interesting to note that, um, yeah, has not uh, been great press. For uh, him. Such a bum, man. Such a bum. Like, I, sorry. I just can't believe that guy was actually like running the show five years ago. That's crazy to think about. We've come a long way from that. And like, I complain about Liberty all the time and Liberty's, you know, they're, they're friends with a lot of dictators too. So let's not act like there's some perfect uh, representation of the sport, but yeah, Bernie Ecclestone is just unhinged. So it would seem indeed. Um, anyway, now that so we got we that out of the Ferrari, way, dude, you guys want to talk about racing? Yeah, let's do that. that. So a lot of upgrades coming in at Silverstone, which we were expecting. And I believe some of those upgrades that were scheduled didn't quite make it. I know there was supposed to be a bigger upgrade for Red Bull to come, but it did not end up coming by Silverstone. They did a little bit of weight reduction, some maintenance here and there, but nothing huge. I'm not entirely sure, Sam, you could might be able to uh, talk about the Ferrari upgrades, but I would just want to list a few that I've seen so far. Alex Albon will be running the new Williams car. Mm-hmm. Latifi will be running the old spec and the side pods on the floor for Williams are completely different on uh, Alex's new car. It's got a really interesting sort of thinner uh, side pod entryway and it, it kind of curves down a little bit similar to the Red Bull style philosophy, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It looks like Alpine brought new brand new side pods and it looks like a combination kind of, of Red Bull and Ferrari's philosophy. So it's got those kind of sloped Red Bull side pods, but it's got the, uh, I guess, the vents on top that Ferrari kind of did. So that should be really interesting to see how that ends up working. And I believe both cars have that 
And I'm unsure if uh, Aston Martin brought anything. I haven't seen that at the moment, but they might have. Sam, do you know if Ferrari brought anything to Silverstone? Yeah, they uh, well, they brought the new wing to Signs. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently Leclerc had it last time out. Now, here's what I'm not understanding about that, by the way. Like you knew Leclerc was starting from the back to begin with. Why did they give him the upgrades? Like, are they just are they that afraid that Carlos is going to bin it into the wall? Like, that's I mean, a good point. Maybe, maybe they are. Would we be? Shocked? We're talking about Carlos Sainz, who has more podiums than Charles Leclerc this year, right? Just to try yeah, to but, all, but Carlos's DNFs aren't mechanical failures. <laughs> Why I am just it? messing around. Yeah, like well, right? some of his DNFs were mechanical failure. Well, I don't one, know like uh, what the actual one, excuse would be. Did he have anyway, one but... DNF that was mechanical failure? <sighs> he had in Baku. Carlos did, but yeah. I think all the other ones were were crashes. Typical Ferrari clown show. Yeah, I think Claire so far have what three mechanical failures? There are DNFs. Mm. Not mechanical, but yeah, mechanical failures, and then he had the online event, and yeah. I've tried to, like, block them out from my memory, to be honest. Well, that's not good, because we got to do a podcast about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that should be interesting with a new wing for Ferrari. Anything else coming up? Uh, I don't know. It's a podcast, man. It's like me going to therapy as a Ferrari fan, And honestly. how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah the new wing man have we do, are, are, are you are you asking like are we done done or are we done with ferrari well i think that's the only upgrade so okay yeah i i would have to take a look at some of the other teams because i've only been seeing some photos i believe aston martin does has something else which kind of shocks me because with teams like sauber or alfa romeo saying like, oh, we had a front wing upgrade, but because of the cost cap, we can't bring it to Silverstone. And then Aston Martin just like constantly upgrading their car like every week with something completely radically different. I just think it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to copy Red Bull. <laughs> and they're still trash. And then Ferrari wins a week. Like, oh, we're going to copy Ferrari. And then Red Bull is like, oh, bring back the other car. They have like seven different car concepts. <laughs> I know. How are they under the budget? I honestly? have no idea. It's... It's honestly kind Especially of like whole like binning it every week. Yeah, right. It just doesn't add up. I, I need an investigation into these guys. I think we should definitely investigate Aston Martin. So this is your weekly reminder that Mick Schumacher still has not recorded a point. He has not. I want to talk a little bit about that as well, because I wanted to talk about Guan Yu Zhou. And one of the reasons being that there's a report I saw today saying that while initially Taylor Porsche was going to be one of the people in line for that F1 seat. Uh, I think they want to run with Joe for at least one or two more years. And I think aside from his very bad luck with DNFs and his, he's honestly doesn't have a phenomenal qualifying pace either. He's been pretty good for sure. Yeah, I mean, all right. This year, he's, he's I, okay. One, like, I think our expectations were so low. Like the expectations were on the floor for this guy. They were. That's true. And like the fact that he's not turned into like a Latifi bin merchant has us all like shocked. So yeah. Too, I, but I feel at the moment when you see first year drivers, like what Yuki did last year and what, what Mick did last year, it, it he, he's definitely, I think been a little bit more impressive than that. Yeah, but yeah, it might be bad. Huh? 
Yeah, but Yuki and Mick might be bad. Well, Yuki mm-hmm. also, to be fair as well, Yuki had half the experience that Joe had going into F1 last year. And, and Joe's had about 20. I think Yuki spent one year in F3 and F2, and, and Joe had spent more than two years oh, in each. Okay. So what'd you say? I was going to say 12 years. Yeah, um, approximately 12. No, I think it's weird because I think when you look at solely the bottom of the board, and you see Joe Guan Yu has more points than Albon and Stroll and Schumacher and Latifi, and he has like five points, and you like consider where we're looking at the beginning of the season, you're like, wow, Joe Guan Yu has really exceeded our expectations. And you scroll up and realize he's getting the shit beat out of him by Valtteri still. For and sure. Like, okay, yeah, and I think Alfred a lot of that comes down to his I was about to say that. Pretty bad. Like, maybe Alpha qualify very well. Maybe Alpha's just better than we thought, because if you'd look me in the eyes beginning of the year and told me that going into Silverstone, Valtteri would not only be beating Fernando Alonso, he'd have nearly 30 more points than Fernando Alonso. <laughs> yeah. Like, Valtteri's P8, like, sizably. Dude, yeah. honestly, we haven't given Alfa Romeo enough credit. Like, they actually built Dude, a little in a handy little car this year. They no, did. I know, but Valtteri, like... behind Lando. Yeah, but Valtteri's, like, a race winner, like... You know, Still, I, like Alfa Romeo has been trashed for a long time. So, like, I'm just saying, like, credit to them. Yeah, Alfa Romeo has been trashed for a long time. And I know Valtteri's a race winner, but, like, last year we all shit on Val. Like, we all buried <sighs> last year. Well, he deserved it last year. He did. <laughs> he was I'm getting saying, bodied by Lewis for years. and I think I'm not we saying he didn't of, deserve uh, it. Well, Lewis is also really, really good. Yeah, he's all right. Like, we all, like, yeah, we all thought Alfa Romeo, like, I have a distinct memory of our preseason podcast. Right? Oh yeah, we all thought. Mayo, I predicted terrible. Alfa Romeo would be the tenth best team, and Sam said it wasn't hot enough of a prediction. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And here they are in P six, like comfortably. Credit to them, man. Yeah, I'm very happy for them. And like, don't think I didn't hear you say Yuki too. might be bad too. By the way, <laughs> don't think I didn't hear you say that. I, I want to point out that Yuki was beating Pierre Gasly by five points like three races ago, and now he's losing <laughs> by five points. He is. That's true. I will also point out that the current qualifying record between those two is five to three, and Yuki spotted Pierre a freebie. So there's that as well. Oh, so he, Yuki's really good at if races were one lap, Yuki'd be great. Well, he's only five points behind Pierre, which is one of the closer teammates. Uh, yeah, he's also behind there. Sebastian Vettel. Oof, yeah, that's rough. You can't be doing that, mate. <laughs> All right, and, well, and Danny Ricardo, and Both Danny Ricardo, yeah, that's true. And Kevin Magnuson, who has all of Haas on his back. I can't believe Kevin Magnuson hasn't like gotten a stress fracture in his vertebrae yet. He's probably just has his hands, his head buried in his hands every night after every Sunday. Sobbing to himself. <laughs> He's crying softly. Yeah. Um, Ego Hulkenberg is also still beating Nicholas Latifi. Have seat. we talked enough about the fact that George Russell is 15 points behind Charles Leclerc? I mean, we could. I, I think that. When be a lot will of you just give it up already, man? Oh I'm not my saying, god, man! It's going to town on me right now. Sorry. I also I, it, it is that, funny. It is we're finished, pointed out okay? Valtteri, we're finished. I also pointed out that Valtteri's only four points behind Lando, and Lando is by far the better McLaren driver. So, like, you, you only, I'll put it this way. The only reason this is one-sided, Sam, is because you can't say anything that I wouldn't say myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a bit of a good position of my team is bad, and I know it's bad. Yeah. Um... And then Priver is just a 
Red Bull shill. Yeah, he's just a plastic supporter, unfortunately. I want to point out, I do want to point out, last season, River City likes Alpha Tauri more than Red Bull. I still, I still like Alpha Tauri more than Red Bull. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's respectable, I'd say. Okay. Can we make fun of River for being P7 then? No, because like, that's just a plucky team. You know, you kind of have to respect them. It's like Sauber. I don't respect Red Bull. I mean, I still respect Red Bull because Red Bull, but like, you know, you look at like, you know, Alpha Tauri, like their little team. I mean, I know they got like financial backing from Red Bull, but like yeah. the with the resources they have, they they overachieve. I have Red Bull affiliation teams are my favorite. Yeah. Like, I like Alpha Tauri more than Red Bull, but I still root for Red Bull, obviously. Because. And like also like Alpha Tauri is like pretty independent, like from the whole Red Bull operation. To be honest, I mean their cars actually decently different. Yeah, and also like they're located like across In Italy. Yeah, yeah, across Europe and. Also, um, their factory has been there for decades before Red Bull even existed. So, also uh, developments from Canada because I feel like we need to talk about the WDC leader in a context beyond just defending his racist future father-in-law. Um, <laughs> Max Verstappen is ninth all time in podiums now. Yes, he's twenty. Max, yeah, twenty-four. Jesus, Lewis is shaking. I don't I, think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Lewis. I don't know if Lewis is shaking, but like everybody below Lewis is. Okay, but hear me out on this. Like, Verstappen is based on this season. He can have a clear run to like five WDCs in a row right now. He could. I do want to point out. I I think he's an infinitely better driver than Seb. Mm-hmm. But we all said the same shit when Seb was twenty three. Or we would have if we were paying attention to F1. Yeah, um, but then he got shot down by the rules change. And like, I don't no, think there's going to be a rules change for until like 2026, not in, probably. Not in the next five years. But Max would need to do this until 2032 to catch Lewis. In terms of podiums. Yes. Like, he would need to keep this pace with wins and podiums for like 10 or 11 years. Which in 2026, yeah. when... Audi and Porsche enter, and then oh Mel god, it's gonna be up. Red Bull Porsche, bro. They're never gonna lose a race. Oh god, okay, it will be prediction <laughs> time. Prediction time. That, Max Verstappen that, will break every one of Lewis's records by the time he retires. I I think that because of how, I think because of how good Lewis has been for so long, and because of guys like Fernando, I think we occasionally forget how hard it can be to be that good that long. Um, Fernando's a great example. Yeah, like I mean, well, Fernando's just I in think, the wrong car. Is like that's also his fault, partially. Oh, it is, yeah, it was his fault. He, he made so many bad career decisions. It's not but even like, funny. He was worse than like I don't know. I was gonna give say an actor or something, and then I couldn't think of any, so cut that like, out, River. Okay, no, you that. got it. <laughs> You're uh, two for two on getting things cut out. So continue. But I just like. I I don't think it's a given that like Max is just I'm not saying it's going to be a given like I just think that the fact that like so Max has had a historic first like six years right yeah I'd say so um he won his first race in a Red Bull which is pretty impressive yes and he's had a historic last three years in a pseudo championship worthy car yeah he's one third of the way to Lewis's career podium total Damn, that's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, so, like, Matt, like, even if you only consider the last three years, or last four years, which is the only years he's had a podium-worthy car, he'd need to do this until, like, 2034. Yeah, I just have a lot of faith in Porsche. Like, 
they've pretty much won like every single racing series they've ever entered, not just one like dominated and them teaming up with uh, an outfit as efficient as Red Bull. That scares the shit out of me. Like there's no way Ferrari is going to be able to compete with that, with their horrendous logistical operation. It's just never going to happen. So Mercedes is the only hope to stop Max from running away with it. And I wouldn't count Mercedes out far from They'll it. figure it out before. They they'll, will. they'll figure it out sooner or later. Yeah, they will. 100%. I think they will. And I am excited to see that because, as I said, I really want close championships, which I know for the past few years in F1, sometimes it can be very hard to come by. But mm. that, that's what I'm looking for more so than anything, which is why, as well as you, Sam, it is a little disappointing to see what happened to Ferrari. In, in the past yeah, few just, weeks yeah, I mean, it's just not, it's I was not good really for excited anybody. for yeah I was really excited for a good championship battle yeah Charles the great driver and Ferrari being great is good for the sport and it's kind of I mean as I am a Red Bull fan obviously and I am a Max Verstappen mm. fan but it's um, it's unfortunate to see that the, the only two people this that this is good for is Max Verstappen and Christian Horner like as fans, not having a title fight is so disappointing. Seeing Ferrari throw away races and Max just cakewalk to every single victory is not fun. For sure. I would say it's, it's worse because the, like Red Bull is like shooting themselves in the foot and deliberately avoiding it. They're not themselves in the foot. They're doing the right thing. But like they're preventing their like sequel to the Silver War. Because mm. it feels like every week... Well, we get like the like two or three laps where we're like, oh my God, Checo might win. And then they're just like, hey, Checo, pull over. <laughs> I think I will oh, say, man. as a reason. Checo was in the championship fight for like five minutes a few I was going to say, I feel like that's separated itself out by now. I I think yeah. Max is still largely faster than, than Checo is. I mean, he always was, let's be honest. Yeah. But uh, I, I agree. But like, we could have at least a slightly more entertaining championship no, battle if Red Bull were willing to let them fight. Mm-hmm. But they're Why not. Why don't we talk so about Silverstone? Are we expecting Red Bull to take that one as well? <laughs> yeah. In a vacuum, Sam, with the way that these Ferrari cars and Red Bull cars are stacked up, would you call this a Red Bull track or would you call this more so a Ferrari track? Silverstone seems to have a lot of um, – uh, it's got the S's, but it's also got some long straights as well. It seems like a very yeah, mixed bag. definitely a power circuit. Um, Leclerc will still take pole because he's a god. <laughs> um, I know. That's my expert analysis here. Cutting edge. I, I give – Great reasoning behind my thoughts. Um, but yeah, Max is going to win it. Like Ferrari will do something stupid. They'll pit him on like lap seven and then pit him again on lap nine or something like that. And he'll finish P4 probably. And behind we'll get to Russell. hear Charles Curtis in Italian. Always yeah. Always now, honestly, man, I think he's going to take pole because he's just that good. And like, I think Ferrari can handle this track pretty well. Also, like, he has. A really good record at this track. Um, he last does. year, last he almost year won yep. in that shit box. If you keep Lewis behind P1, yeah, he should have won. That was some terrible storting. But 2020, he finished on the podium there in an actual shit box. And uh, I don't know what he did before that. I think 2019, he crashed with Max or something. He crashed with someone. I don't know. But 
I think he's got a good shot here, but his team's going to screw him over, as always. And also, he's going to be a sitting duck on the straights with uh, signs nowhere to be found, as usual. I mean, it's pretty much like I could tell you how every single race is going to go, man. They all follow the same formula these days. I think the script writers aren't exactly. The only hope that Leclerc has for a win is if, like, Red Bull, the Honda engine explodes again. But the Ferrari engine exploding is a lot more likely, let's be honest. It do be happening quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Silverstone is a great circuit. Oh, I, I do love, love Silverstone. I think the best. <clears throat> okay, so my favorite track is Spa. And Rip. by the way, if they yeah. if they take that <laughs> off the calendar, I will I'm boycotting F1 if that happens. I'm sorry. It would be a tremendous shame. That that is that. a conversation for another podcast, but oh the just the fact that it's being discussed just pisses me off so much. It makes me want to not even watch Formula One. But anyway, um, just from like a pure racing perspective, I think Silverstone provides maybe the best action of any track on the calendar. It's just, it's beautifully, uh, it just, it flows beautifully. Um, It's so wide. It's so good for overtaking. It's so good for wheel to wheel, close battles. The fans are great there. It's just, Everything you would want in a Formula One track is Silverstone. The weather is kind of plays a factor. Um, only thing I wish Silverstone had was like make it a better track would be some elevation changes or something. It's completely flat. But outside of that, perfect circuit. It's going to be a lot of fun coming back to Silverstone, especially after what happened last year, which Max did say today. Uh, no hard feelings for Lewis. So at least there's something like that. And Will Lewis get taken out by Max if they get close? (laughs) Imagine if Max said what he said about Piquet and then said that it was still Lewis's fault for what happened. (laughs) (laughs) It would be be the single most self-immolating press conference of all time. Of all time, yeah. Would have buried him. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. Silverstone's always a treat. What do you guys think? I mean, do you guys think that my uh, prediction is correct? I still think Ferrari might see some wins and, and stuff coming up down the stretch. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if we're at the point where they can. Yeah. I don't know if we're at the point now where they can make up that ground that they lost. Which is very no, they're going to win at like Brazil when they've already lost both championships. But yeah, so can we, can we, the car is still fast over a lap. I think we've seen that the biggest problem with Ferrari's car is that race pace hasn't been phenomenal over yeah. a whole set. But over a lap, like we've seen and what that combined with what Charles does, I'm not taking anything away from Charles Leclerc, obviously. He's a brilliant driver. We, we can see it's got a lot of good, good pace. So there are points when I think that could work in their favor. And of course, there will be Red Bull DNFs coming up. But for this track, as you mentioned, it being a power track with some good straightaways, I would still say I would expect Max or Sappen to, to end up winning this one. So, yeah. Ryan, what say you? I think, again, the prediction has to be Max for stopping and Red Bull until further notice. Yeah. How about the midfield battles? Boys. How about the midfield battles? What team do you guys think will benefit the most from the new Silverstone major upgrades? Do we think Mercedes is going to look a little better? Do we think McLaren, Alpine? I will not elaborate. Well, <laughs> McLaren is not doing any more upgrades the rest of the season. So. Yeah, because we're good enough. That's true. Yeah, that's why. 
Yes, um, McLaren, exactly where everybody thought they would be at this point in the season. I am curious to see where this Williams upgrade with upgrade with Albon does because I think Albon's been brilliant this year, uh, considering the circumstances. And yeah. Yeah. I am curious He's to see three points. <laughs> yeah, well, in a Williams, that's yeah, honestly that's a star, three more than that car deserves. Yeah, that's three more than Russell ever scored in a Williams. <laughs> no, it's actually not true. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimately. No, he scored at Hungary last year. He did. Legitimately, still don't even call it legitimate in Hungary. <laughs> um, Hungary. Okay, he has the same amount of legitimate points Russell scored. Exactly. Latifi outscored him in Hungary. Never forget. Never, Never forget. <laughs> Go. Although TV. I do, we we've kind of shit on Russell. I don't know if I've ever had done my mea culpa on Russell on the pod. I know I've done it over group chats. Um. I don't think it was ever wrong on Russell. I do think he's proven what I wanted him to prove going into this year. I think that a lot of people were just kind of anointing him on what they thought he could have done going into the season. And he's, he's kind of stepped up. Yeah. He's been top five at a race in a car that really probably doesn't deserve it. Mr. Consistency. Yeah. He's been remarkably consistent. I've been a noted Russell hater. As have I. And I have to hold my hands up. He's been very good this season. I'm yeah. still not like a hundred percent convinced that he's like, you know, on that like Verstappen Leclerc level, which he's I think a lot of people anointed Lewis, him as. Is, but he's been beating Lewis, which Lewis is yeah. a bad season, but that's still enough. Yeah. To, for me and to regardless be like, okay, of your excuse of the bouncing and and the age difference and etc., I think it's still clear to say that he's beating Lewis and he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So good job. PR sixty three went out and you're driving. Perfect nickname. Well, even Lando was like, he's just not the same. <laughs> really funny, yeah. <laughs> For sure, it's gonna be a interesting upgrade sort of tenure. I I think I'd like to watch Alpine. I think it'd be fun if they ended up getting some tents out of their upgrades, especially with drivers like Ocon and <laughs> Fernando. So I'm excited. This is a a great weekend in the Formula One calendar. Always, always a pleasure. Sorry. I want to point out, um, McLaren released a video of Lando and Danny playing with yoga balls. Yes, I did see that. Danny on Lando's face, <laughs> and then an hour later, Danny tweeted, "He's okay." And so Lando, uh, about an hour ago, tweeted, "He's okay" in quotation marks, and then a photo of like a baby doll with the face deflated. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> looking like Oscar Piastri will raise. Oh my god, side. has almost a hundred thousand likes in one hour. Holy shit! Lando fans are wild. Media. They are. Lando is a young British driver. Sam, why are you confused? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, unless there's anything else to say, I think we've covered it. Silverstone should be a fun weekend. Looking forward yeah, to see wait. if there's some any any shakeups with the new upgrades in the midfield. In and I'll get to watch it in the same time zone as you guys. So. That's yeah, right. 10 a.m. You get to finally stop bitching at me about waking up. I know. I, I it's gonna be hard for me to wake up. So. Mm. No, I'm pulling. You know, I'm pulling an all nighter tonight. We're recording this at like 10:30 at night, and I am going to be up all night. I am headed to the airport at about 3:30, mm-hmm. and then I'm headed to uh, finished America. So, all right. Welcome Seems back, to- Sam. Welcome back. Yeah, not not happy to be back, but. For the 4th of July Happy weekend. see my family. Oh, yeah. Go. So patriotic, yeah. All right. I have been River Wells. Sam Camposano. Ryan Ailey. <laughs> this has been Mission Spinow. See you this after Silverstone. Spinow. Thank you all.
Don't copy me. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>